Hey everyone, I'm Tina McElroy Anza. I'm a novelist, I'm an editor, a teacher, a publisher, a uh, retreat founder, and I'm here as always with my partner and my friend of 55 years, Wanda Lloyd. Hey Wanda, tell the people who you are. <laughs> well, you just did, sis. I'm Wanda Lloyd. <laughs> okay, I'll say it the same way you did. Journalist, memoirist, newspaper columnist, and I'm here with my co-host, Tina McElroy Ansa. Um, we are freshman year roommates from Spelman and co-editor of our anthology, Meeting at the Table. And as usual, Tina, we have been some busy old chicks. We have, but, but you know me, I've been having fun. I've been having fun. We even had a, uh, we've even seen each other because we had a uh, in-person event in Savannah on the uh, uh, last Sunday, I think it was, mm -hmm. and uh, drove up and to Savannah and uh, had a great event. Tell, tell us about the event since it was your event. Yeah, it was, a, well, it was a, an event of the Lynx Incorporated. I'm a member of the Savannah, Georgia chapter of the Lynx Incorporated. And we had a program called an afternoon of, of uh, I think it was, Excellence in Literacy, and several authors were invited to do a sort of a marketplace of their books and, and meet with readers, and um, there was entertainment, there was music, there was storytelling, there was a place where you could pick up free, used, gently used books and just take them home. There that were was really, excuse me, that was really good food. And the food was really good, the yeah. Food was, it was and, substantial, too. And I like a good substantial refreshment, yeah, you know? Yeah, it was uh, done by a local restaurant in town. So um, that was good. And so Tina and I were the uh, part of the main attraction, I guess you would say. we were. It was billed as a meeting at the table with Tina McElroyanza and Wanda Lloyd. And we just had a conversation. We said, it's almost like we do here on the podcast, Tina. We just sat, you know, but except we were next to each other in the, and sitting in the same room for a change. You know what I tell Wanda all the time, y'all? She says, oh, you know, Wanda is prepared, okay? She's going to come with her agenda. She's going to come with her script. She's always prepared. And I tell Wanda all the time, Wanda, all we're doing is talking. We're yeah. doing exactly what we do all the Every other time we on our podcast. This yeah. is what we talk about, folks. Yeah. So we talked a little, you know, we started talking about how we, how we met and how we came together. We talked about my memoir, coming full circle from Jim Crow to journalism and how Tina helped me sort of put the framework of that together. And I finally listened to her and did what I needed to do to make it happen the right way by writing an outline. We talked about, you know, how we started the conversation on meeting at the table and how that all came about. We've talked about it on the podcast many times before. So I'm sure you guys who've been following us know that story. And then we talked about the fact that this podcast came out of the creation of meeting at the table because we just worked on zoom so much we just kept doing it but the links put this together this was the very first time we've had this event we are going to do it again i'm pretty sure we're already talking about what a success it was and how well attended it was and how much how many you know just wonderful comments we're getting from what did, what did i have to say you were saying how well attended it was packed it was, it was not packed. well attended yeah. it was if there had been more chairs, people would not have been standing around the room, you know, listening to us. Yeah. It was it was really um, a, when you say a well attended, one of the things that I noticed and it was well attended by every generation. Families you know, came. There, yes. were, there were little kids, little kids mm -hmm. there in their little matching T-shirts. Yeah. And, they were, you know, and there were there were 
us, old chicks, everybody in between, new writers, you know, lots of new authors. But the thing that, that struck me is I met a, a young poet, a young male poet who came over to the table. With and he your asked, novels, with your novels. You know what, y'all? It's so funny. You forget who your friend are. One of the speaks of me is Tina. She has no idea that I'm Tina McElroy. <laughs> so she's always saying, people, they mention your name and everybody said, ooh, yeah, let's ooh, the hair not family. And then this young man came up. People always bring in their novels because, you know, we love a novel. I don't care if it's 100 years old. We want that novel signed if the author is still alive. And this young man came up, his name is Keyshawn, and he's and he finally told me that he was a poet. But what caught our attention, Wanda, was he he had a, a, a little dog-eared copy of The Hand I Fan With and a pristine copy, hardback copy, of uh, Baby of the Family. And mm -hmm. so usually people say The Hand I Fan With is their favorite. He said, oh, no. He said, I love this book. It was, so, it was so touching. He sat down for a while and I talked to him about his work and he talked to me about his work. As, as a matter of fact, he emailed me today. Oh, is that right? Good. He's a follow-up kind of guy. But, so that's what struck me. You know, all those generations there, it was it, that really made, for me, that really made it special. Well, that was we really, always preaching to the choir. You know? That was intentional because um, I think the, the members who were, the committee was very intentional about making sure that they had authors who write children's books and mm -hmm. just all the genres, uh, fiction and nonfiction and memoir. There were two memoirs, at least two memoirs memoirs that I know about. So okay. it, it really wasn't. My, my old school girl was there, Celestial Holmes. Who yeah. Wrote, uh -huh, looking, looking for hope. Absolutely. I, I got to uh, meet her in person. For the first, I got to meet her in person for the first time. We'd been emailing and stuff, but um, I was really happy to meet her. So it was a good, it was, it, it was refreshing, I think, to to see that readers are still out there and Peter's readers are still oh anxious to meet authors and listen to authors. And, you know, we had a little audience down front. There were some chairs down front. There were chairs in the middle. There were chairs in the back of the room. And the people down front, I was just looking at their faces as we were talking and they were just smiling. Like, I'm like, I'm watching two authors and they're talking about they were the process of putting books together. It was one, and you know, I went by a number of tables, especially the uh, children, who, the uh, authors who were selling children's books, and they had sold out. She said, "Oh well, you can take my card." She said, "I said, I said, you just sell a lot." She said, "Oh yeah, I sold yeah. a lot." So that that always makes us happy. We're 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 in our heart, you know, book people. We're in our heart, writers, journalists, publishers. So anytime we can see folks getting excited you know, about writing, not just interested, but exciting. That was, yeah. that was really nice. It was, yeah. a, it was a good outing. And then outing. there's this, uh, this other thing, Tina, the, the gray. Let's yeah, talk well, about you know, I was going to tell you, you know, it sounds simplistic, uh, which you said earlier, but about getting out, we've been down, we've been locked down for a while, you know, in a lot of these events, like this was the first one in a couple of years. And we forget how wonderful it is to get out into the world and, you know, see things and see events and, you, like I said, you and I have been uh, been pretty busy, and we also one of the uh, things for presents that I got for Christmas is uh, three new friends over in Brunswick on the on the mainland. Three black women in the last year have moved here to to uh, the St. Simon's Island area, and two of them are our Spelman sisters. One of them has already chartered a alumni association, and she's the one who also snag a very uh, uh, difficult to get sometimes reservation at the gray. Very. Sometimes you have to wait months to get 
an ideal time, like dinner, like dinner. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. Well, she, well, she, well, she snacked this for us and then uh, made sure that I think she made it for six or eight just to make sure. And then she invited me and then she said, do you think Wanda want to come? I said, I think she would. And so that's what we did. It was, it was good to have a community. It's always good to have community and sisterhood and fabulous food. Good. That's well, you know, the Gray is is a, just an award-winning uh, restaurant in Savannah. Uh, it was mm-hmm. built in the restored Greyhound bus station. That's the name, the Gray. It just has mm-hmm. a real history. And it was a building that was closed, you know, really just dilapidated and closed for decades because the Greyhound, the bus moved to another part of the community. And now it's one of the hottest tourism spots in Savannah. Um, people come from all over the country, I believe, all over the world because oh, probably all over the world, yeah. Chef, Chef Mashama Bailey has won at least one, maybe I think two James Beard awards, and she's won other awards, and now she's opening another restaurant in Texas. I was going to say, yeah, they're opening another one in Texas. Yeah, and then she, of course, she's African American, and then her business partner, who is a Jewish fellow, um, his name is John Omarasano. They wrote a book. Speaking of books and being authors, this is their first book, as far as I know. Um, The name of the book is uh, Black, White, and the Gray, the story of an unexpected friendship in a beloved restaurant. It came out in 2021, and it really is them telling their story about how this friendship came about because he's the businessman, she's a chef, and they pulled their interests and their expertise and came to Savannah. She grew up in Savannah. Uh-huh. But she moved to New York and she was chefing. I guess that's a word, a verb, chefing. She was <laughs> she was working. <laughs> yes. I don't know. Yes. She was acting as chef for. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And, at a restaurant in New York. And I, I don't know. They met and they he somehow she convinced him to come to Savannah on vacation, maybe. Anyway, he fell in love and he and his wife moved here. So this book is fabulous because of the way it's told. The story, I've read the book and the, the stories are told. He, t- he does a chapter about and then she answers his chapter and they sort of tell the story from their own perspective, which is very different because, as you know, how much I am passionate about um, understanding diverse cultures and, and advocating for diversity, they really didn't have a lot in common when they started this process. And so a lot of the stories they tell about how different they are and how they had to learn each other's culture and respect each other's culture. So for folks who are just looking for a really good book, a nonfiction book, and there are some recipes in there. So it's not a cookbook. It's a story. It's a book of stories. Wanda really likes this book because this I is the second time recommending it. You really, you really like it. But when we like a book, you know, we want you to, we want you to like it too. We want you to at least get the chance to. Well, uh, uh, speaking of speaking of these two very interesting people, uh, the chef is from Savannah, and we have talked about her a, a great deal. You know, they're they're both guests that we'd love to have on our yeah, podcast. Absolutely. Yeah, they would make a great guest. Speaking of which, Wanda, do you have any dream guests that you would like to uh, have on the podcast? You mean besides Michelle Obama or Oprah? Yes, besides them. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hey, just putting it out in the universe. Yeah. Just putting yeah. it out in the universe. Yes, exactly. I, uh, I just they, would be, they would be great guests and we would be great interviewers. You know yeah. that? So, you know, a girl can dream. So that those would be my dream guests. But OK, um, you know, I don't have specific names, but I would like to have a doctor. Talk to us about some of the current um, things that we're experiencing as women. 
I would love to have a veteran because I do have an interest in veterans and veterans affairs, particularly a young female veteran. I would love to have a conversation with a young female. I met a young female, a Navy veteran, not too long ago. And she, it was just very interesting to hear what she had to say. Hey, I may be able to find you one in the family, girl. I just There you go. That. That's right. You got one. You certainly. Mm-hmm. Well, he's, she's and not a veteran. One who has had a military experience because she and her husband have moved all over the, all over the world, you know, yeah. at the two children yeah yeah and then you know come to think of it yeah the first story is going to be a lot different from the story that you usually hear absolutely yeah and so you know i'm just putting it out there the audience can let us know if you think of a guest you'd love us to have because we're we're looking and we're we're interested if it's a good interview we're down for it well not only that especially if you have connections with somebody that we might want to have on on the show. We want you yeah. to holler out. Let us know, you know. So what about you? What's your dream uh, uh, interview guest for Two Old Chicks? Well, since we're dreaming, uh, you already picked uh, you, uh, Michelle Obama. I don't know if you said uh, President Obama, but I, I put him at the top of the list along with yours. No, I just said Michelle. <laughs> oh no, I, I kind of would like. I would kind of like. I like to see to see what's going on in retirement. That would be a very interesting uh, conversation. I also would love to talk with uh, the writer Isabel Wilkerson. You know who who wrote? Yeah, uh, Want of Another Son and Cast, and she's working on. Um, I think she's working on the the script for Cast now, or they're filming Cast now. And you know, uh, you and I saw her. You and I saw her at, when I was working at Savannah State because were you mm-hmm. there? When she was like our keynote speaker, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I got to talk to her. Uh, she's a, well, she's a, she's a journalist like all of us. You know, you yeah. probably met her before that time, and I had met her before. But this was when we would, she was just a, you know a up and coming a younger journalist. Yeah. But I think she's just fascinating. I'd love to hear more about her research and uh, you know just how her mind works. I'd love to interview uh, filmmaker uh, Ava DuVernay. I think she's brilliant, and I think she's one of the, the shifters of what we perceive in our time, in, our, in the 20th, end of the 20th and the 21st century. You know, I, I think she's, uh, at, her vision is very expansive. And I'd like to talk with her about that. Um, I'd like to talk to Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd love to just to sit down and say, you know, what's going on kind of talk. Uh, and you you laughed at this one when I said it earlier, Juan. You said, cool, I want to talk to the Dalai Lama. I said, I love to talk to the Dalai Lama. I mean, I think he has... I know he has wisdom and kindness and he has humor. You know, all the things, uh, expertise, all the things that we ask for in the guests. So, you know, let's, uh, okay, Dolly Long, if you're listening to uh, Two Old Chicks podcast. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> hey, Wanda, do you know I'm always saying that you can tell how Anything is going to end by the way it first progresses, you know, whether it's a new job or a new romantic relationship or a business partnership or even just a business deal, buying a car, for instance, just a business deal. It's all the same. If it's right, things get righter and righter and righter. They get better and better and better. But if it's wrong, girl, you just you can't fight it. It's just the opposite. It gets wronger and wronger and wrong. You know how we we ignore the little signs as it goes on and on. Mm-hmm. But one of the ways that I can tell that you know that something is is true and right is that you know I notice that things happen around it. Have you had that experience? Uh, yeah, no, I think that's what you're talking about. What what are we talking about specifically, Tina? Well, well, no, I was just 
just asking you generally, Wanda. <laughs> did you agree with that? Well, specifically, my sister's, my sister's students used to say they love learning new words. They were in high school and she taught them specifically and she couldn't stop them from saying specifically every time she said it. They would say specifically, Mrs. Kerr, and think they were really using a good word. I know you like that as a word. Well, well, I know about this because the project that we've talked about a little bit here on the, on the uh, podcast is just getting... Absolutely. Writer and writer and writer. You mean the project that was my idea in the first place? I, I was going to say that. <laughs> oh my goodness. I swear. <laughs> the the, the, the uh, founders of, of Spelman are going, oh, they're clutching their pearls. Saying, <laughs> I have my wait, pearls wait, on. Yeah, I, I, I have some here too. I just, I just <laughs> <laughs> But I do know, yes, the project that, that you uh, instigated started with the fire under. Well, the, let me tell you first about the recap about the uh, McElroy Art Project, my family name. Uh, you know that I'm a woman with no children out of my own body, and I have lots of things that are meaningful to me. You know, they may not be uh, valuable to everybody, some of them, but they're valuable to me, and I want to pass them along to my family. And the thing, one of the things that are valuable to me uh, monetarily and uh on a personal level, are the artworks that we have by our friend and artist Annabelle Lee Washington. She spells her name A-N-A-B-E-L-L-E-E. And I told you earlier that, you know, I was thinking of uh, how I was going to, you know, dis- distribute my things. And the artwork, I didn't want to break up, and I, but I couldn't find anywhere that would, would so show it all. Tell us, this is the collection that she gave to you and, and Janae. No, this is a collection that we collected. We have some. I, I have. I have some. Some uh, gifts. She has okay. given us some of them. But no, these are these are ones that we acquired. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Uh, but uh, and so over the years, uh, this Annabelle Lee Washington uh, was a dear friend of mine here on Saint Simon's Island. You have to Google her and see her beautiful work. Please Google her. Uh, that's why I spelled it for you, so you would know. And then she's the Annabelle Lee Washington, and she. Uh, retired from Detroit, where she was social worker, and discovered she was this beautiful, absolute, wonderful. Uh, I might be able to do this, can I? Yeah. Oh, I'm trying too much. Uh, hold on, okay, I'm going to do it. But you know what? We'll we'll go what? ahead and put one on the oh, YouTube right. version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put some other thing. Okay. Right. Yeah, That's yeah. Even better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, we have uh, 18, 18 good works of hers. Uh, you know, that are really the pride of uh, our, of our collection. And uh, so I had decided to give a work to each one of my parents' grandchildren, mm-hmm. all my nieces and nephews. And uh, it's their job to keep the the artwork together. If they want to sell it, to let everybody else know and give them a first right to you know to buy it, you know. Mm-hmm. So so it's a it's a project. I told my nephew about this project, and he came back and told me I'm working on a project. He bought my parents, uh, his grandparents' uh, fa- family house in Macon, Georgia, and uh, and pl- and the land around it. And he is uh, doing a development in, which includes refurbishing. My parents' house, the main house, and when they were growing up, they called it the place. I think mm-hmm. I've told you that every juke joint and every liquor store my dad ever owned, we just called it the place, going down to the place. Mm-hmm. And so Kelvin, that's my brigadier general, I've mentioned him before, nephew, is in charge of this project. I told him about it. He's excited. Then he told me about his project of refurbishing my family home 
adding on adding on something to the back, you know, I think we talked about this before, and making it the place, making it a family home for people in, in Maitland whose last names are McElroy, which I think is just a real kind thing. And so we decided, and I said, oh, well, goodness, I'm going to give the art. And she says, oh, we're going to do a, you know, we're going to do a reception sometime in the, in, the, in the summer, you know, when the house is opened up, you know, maybe you can come. So we just started this huge project. And I was telling you about it, and I was so excited about, you know, finding the right place for art. And, of course, my partner. I'm telling y'all, get yourself a partner. I mean this. I tell him, I told about five people at the event on uh, on Sunday when we were when we were at, uh, doing the meeting at the table there. But uh, I told Wanda about it. And, I mean, just like that, she didn't stop. She said, I thought about it. And then I think I called you, and I said, Tina, I have an idea. I don't know if you go for this, but... Paula Wallace, who is the founder and president of SCAD, Savannah College of Art and Design, which has campuses all over the world, but they're based mm-hmm. here in Savannah. And they have been very good to you and to us. Oh, you know, they've been good to the Seattle Writers Retreats. And, 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 and she's taking after my dear. Taking after my dear. And, 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 and they helped us with me. They helped us launch not only design, but launch meeting at the table on a, in a virtual way. And I said, what if you were to offer her this collection on loan and have them display it in one of the SCAD museums and before it goes to your family? Because you got some time before the, the house is ready and before mm-hmm. Kelvin is going to be able to do anything with oh. it in terms of family. And Tina reached out to Paula and they were thrilled and she turned her over to somebody at SCAD. And the next thing I knew... This guy, what's his name? Daniel. 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 He was in. He was on Island. Let me tell you, this is how you know it's a right. It gets better and better and better. I hadn't thought of that, you know. And I and I love Paula Wallace. She has done kind things for me as a person and as you know as a businesswoman uh, and as a writer. And I hadn't really thought about you know about the fact that that, that she would be. They would be thrilled to have this. I just I hadn't thought about it. And but as soon as Wanda said it, but let me tell you how she said it. Because she said, Tim, I love when she says that, Tim. Does that mean she's going to tell me something? I've been thinking, you know, since you, and when she laid it on, it just made so much sense. I mean, I, I literally wrote a an email. I got a response that evening. Uh, she turned it over to someone else. And like three days later, he was here looking at the paintings in my I house. I was amazed because you said, well, he's coming today. And the next thing I know, he's looking at he's doing an inventory. Y'all are going to lunch and you're sitting there creating. Well, what can we do? How can we launch it? So tell us a little bit about how this is going to happen, Tina, when it comes back when it comes to Savannah. I, I will indeed. It, it just, but it happened. Boom, boom, boom. So quickly and uh, and so perfectly. But we're, what we're, we plan to do is to the opening of the exhibit goes up on the 5th of fe- February. And on that day, there will also be a um, Black History Month tour. Exactly. Okay. It's a scared tours of how they have impacted uh, okay. Black communities in Savannah, how they had a, had a part in it. And um, I'm sorry. Uh, and it's, it's the, it, they're going to have three Black History Month tours on the same day, on February 5th. Mm-hmm. And I think they're at 11, 1, and 3. You can look it up. We're going to put up the... Uh, uh, the way that take you can a, contact it's take up all this of is the Savannah, Savannah College of Art and Design Museum of Art. Their Museum of Art, and it'll be in, it'll be in the uh, near the theaters, the Arts uh, Galleries Theater. Okay. 
As a matter of fact, it's right across. It will be right across from the uh, Linda and Walter Evans uh, yeah. gallery, which is which we talked about before. The, the wonderful African American uh, couple who uh, donated their their collection and has and they now have a gallery there at uh, that is scared. So uh, Annabelle will be right across from where you go. You know, turn to the left to go to the. You'll it'll be to the right, and uh, it will be part of these tours that that I just mentioned. Annabelle, as a matter of fact, is the starting point of the tour. Mm -hmm. And the tour, then you get on the bus and, you know, go around and, and see different parts of the uh, parts of Savannah and learn about, you know, Savannah history, African-American history. Uh, and so that will be, be the highlight, uh, as a matter of fact, of the feature of the tour. Uh, also, then on the 25th, on the 25th of February, we're going to have a big celebration. Um, uh, SCAD calls it DEFINE, D-E, colon f-i-n-e which is all the fine all the fine arts of their students the, whoever's being you know exhibited at that time but it's a, it's a it's a big deal it's a big celebration and uh i was told everybody's invited so i mean y'all want to look that up on the on the on the 25th it is a, a celebration of all the art and all the contributions and all the products of all these students and artists that uh, you know that ha that have come through SCAD, and so uh, you know you'll get a chance to see uh, not only see Annabelle's paintings, but I may I may even do I may even say a few words about them. Yeah. I'll be happy to do that. Yeah. So we're very excited. So the dates are uh, February fifth for the, the the tour and the fact that Annabelle's paintings will be going up at that time, and uh, the twenty fifth. For and then it's going to be up until May 15th. The exhibit will be up through May 15th. Uh -huh. The exhibit will be up from February 5th to May 15th. So you'll have time to, to see the exhibit. But the celebration, if you want to be a part of the celebration, that's the Come to Savannah. 25th. Come to Savannah for the 25th. Oh, my goodness. I, you know, I put, you know, we have a family, uh, a family text, you know. And, of course, Kelvin, the British is sort of in charge of it. And I, and I put things in there. So I put just the information that, you know, I just shared with you. Oh, it was bing, 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 bing. That's a gush. That poor phone has never had so many bigs. So the McElroys are planning to come. Oh, so I'm, okay. I'm going to have to find them a hotel and put everybody in it. Together. I think you are. Well, you know, this will be the this will be the last time that they will see all the paintings together because after all the paintings are are, are taken down, they don't come back to me. They're going to go straight to the to my nieces and nephews. So uh, I'm, you know, I'm a little sad seeing them come down. I really am. Well, but Tina, I can uh, tell I'm thrilled you, they're going to be in the world. I am so excited about this exhibit. I'm glad to say that I am an Annabelle Lee Washington collector. I have one, and Shelby and her wonderful husband, uh, Carrie, the Cottons have one that you gifted them for their wedding. And so I'm going to invite everybody I know in Savannah. So I tell you, Scad probably doesn't know what's going to about to hit them because because we're all coming. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, we tried to tell them. We yeah. tried to tell them. This is this is a wonderful thing, though. I uh, we're going to uh, uh, give us more information and, and post some photo, uh, photographs of Annabelle's beautiful uh, color saturated. When you say color saturated works, uh, and they also are all about family and a church and ritual and baptisms and all of those kinds of things. And, and they speak dolls. not just to black people, but to all of us. All of us. Dolls. <laughs> and oh, and doll parties. That's the one that, that one day. I have a doll party too. That's, I think you saw my, did you see my doll party? I don't think so, but I'll see it on the 25th. 
You'll see it on the 25th. Y'all can all see them on the 25th. Annabelle deserves this. I'm so, Annabelle passed um, uh, on, when she was about 75. And that was in, I can't remember now. That was in uh, maybe 20, uh, 2010, 2015. And um, she, she was a, a fine woman, a fine friend, and an excellent artist. And so, again, I'm, I'm very proud to share these with my family. Yeah, you know, it always will also will be a way to start their fine arts collection. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, it's easier to add to than to get started, mm-hmm. I find out sometimes. And so they'll be all beautiful, cleaned up, all refrained for the, you know, for the exhibit. And then they'll take them down, pack them up. And my, my, my uh, nephew, Kelvin, will come with the van and take them off. Well, Tina, it's time for us to drop some wisdom. So uh, I'll go first. Okay. My wisdom is thank a veteran. And you know, I'm married to a veteran. You were married to a veteran. Um, My veteran is, uh, I'm a caregiver for him as well. So when we go out together, we're always together because I do the, I do the driving. And we recently went to a doctor's office for him and a gentleman in the waiting room was just sort of sitting there waiting to be called, I guess, or he might've been waiting for his, you know, somebody in his family. And um, after we signed in, I noticed the gentleman kept looking at my husband because every time my husband goes out, he wears a hat that says Navy or a t-shirt or um, a jacket that has a logo that says Vietnam. And he's a ha- he even has bumper sticker on his wheelchair that says something about it. <laughs> so nobody, no, there's no denying that he is a veteran. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And yeah. this, a proud veteran, as he should be. Yes, he's very proud. And you know, he's proud now because, as you know, because your husband was a Vietnam veteran as well, they were not proud when Vietnam ended. So I'm just so thrilled that um, people are recognizing them. So he, this gentleman got up, walked over to my husband, shook his hand and said, thank you for your service. And it was oh just so goodness. heartwarming to be in a place that we didn't expect that, you know, in a doctor's office. And then, and one time, once or twice, we were in a restaurant, this is way before COVID, when we were going out to dinner a lot and we've had people pay our meal. You know, they, they tell yeah. our server, just bring their check to me. I'll take care of it. And when we get, you know, when we're ready to go, we said, bring the check. The service says your meal has been taken care of. And they said, thank you for your service. And so I just want to remind people that you don't have to buy people's meals. I'm not saying that that's necessary, but it's enough for a veteran to just hear you say, thank you for your service. And especially even the younger veterans appreciate the older veterans so much. So just remember, thank, thank a veteran when you get a chance. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. I think you and I talked briefly about how I'm a little shy about saying that. I don't know why. I think it's a little, I, you know, I, I don't know what it is, but uh, you you have encouraged me to speak up because I wanted to say it. And sometimes I kind of pat my heart and, you know, especially when you're in the airports and stuff, yes. you know, as a, a soldier, you can tell the soldiers who, uh, and, and uh, airmen who are, who are traveling. So I think that's a wonderful reminder. Wonderful and reminder. you know, Tina, I see people holding a door for somebody. I mean, when you're going in and out of a door, people say, thank you for your service. When you're on the elevator, people say, thank you for your service. When you get on a plane or you're in the airport, you're right. People just say, thank you for your service. And that's all. And, and at first my husband said, I don't know what to say. I said, just say, thank you. And he, he really loves it. Smile, so. smile and nod your head. Right. Oh, smile and nod your head. <laughs> That's very sweet. That's so what very about good news. That's, that's, a, that's a good reminder. Especially, I love the reminders that make us say, oh, shoot, right, yeah. 
I want to do that. You know, I just can't. That's a good one. Yeah. What about you? What's your wisdom this time? Well, I had an epiphany recently from a learned experience. I I will will admit it was me. Uh, It was a teaching moment for me. I realized that the moment that you're being the quote unquote bigger person and forgiving somebody, Mm -hmm. there's somebody else forgiving you, overlooking your slight. Unfortunately, I had that example brought to me clearly. I was feeling really good about myself about forgiving somebody. And then I got something and I realized, oh, gosh, she's probably had to forgive me for that. I forgot that. I completely forgot it. I didn't do it or whatever. You know, so number one, be, be, be gentle with yourself. But keep that in mind, you know, that, you know, your forgiveness is, is good. But be aware that other people are forgiving you, that you have, you know, you have faults, that, uh, even uh, habits. You know, they make people crazy, you know, mm-hmm. and if they forgive or may even hurt their feelings or may even, you know, say something against their their beliefs. So they're just unintentional kinds of slights. You know, I think it's a good thing for us to remember that when somebody, you know, when we're forgiving somebody, somebody's forgiving us. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of Two Old Chicks Who Know A Lot Of Shit. If you're on social media, please subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at Chicks Old and Instagram at Two Old Chicks Podcast. As I always say, it matters. It totally matters. We ask everybody at the uh, at the event, the live event that we went to, uh, you know, does everybody have, you know, and then they said, you know, they raised hands. Oh, yeah, everybody's got, you know, you follow us. So we kind of gave them time to follow us. because That's that's important. Okay. And also remember that uh, the collection of essays that I edited with my partner, Wanda, entitled Meeting at the Table, African-American Women Write on Race, Culture, and Community, is available at DownSouthPress.com. That's DownSouthPress.com. <laughs> you know, you're shaking your head. Does it make it easier to say it when you do that? <laughs> you know, when you say it, I like to say it. But you, you, are, but you say it with me because I sometimes I, I, I have flubbed it in, in the past and Wanda has said it with me. So I can see your lips moving when I'm saying it. Oh, gosh, this has been a good show. Hasn't it, Wanda? Yeah, it has been it's fun. Been yeah. Episode. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, listen, that's all we have for today. So bye-bye, everybody. Love, love. <laughs> bye-bye. Take care. Love and peace.